Hey teens, welcome to the Teens Unleashed podcast, hosted by myself, Tess, and co-hosted by my beautiful friend, Julia. On this podcast, we have purposeful and relevant conversations together to upgrade your mindset and create a sense of readiness when entering into young adulthood. We have some crazy conversations. Shall we get started? Welcome to the Teens Unleashed podcast. Today, we have the wonderful Julia as our co-host again, and we have Emily on line. Welcome, Emily. Hello. Thank you. Thanks. Lovely to be here. Yeah. Thanks for joining the Teens Unleashed podcast. Um, It's a pleasure having you and we'd love to find out a little bit what you've you've been doing, um, you know, your book that you've just launched, well, not just, but the last few months and just the, I suppose, the self-development journey that you're on for yourself and others that you're supporting. How's that Mm. sound? Thank you. Sounds great. Yeah. So, so a little, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> Tell us, go for it. I was just going to dive straight in, straight um, in and yeah. start telling you a little bit about myself. So you'll have to stop me because I do love the sound of my own voice sometimes. But um, <laughs> I, as you said, like uh, I'm an author, so and a mom of two beautiful little boys and two and a half, 27 weeks currently as we're recording oh. this. Um, so, yeah, I guess my professional career started actually in the wellbeing space for teenagers. I was... Um, into secondary schools and leading um, 16, you know, 16 year olds into their wellbeing journey and their learning. So my professional career really started there and teaching biology and psychology. So love the mind, love the body and very heavily trained and loved positive psychology during that time of my life Mm -hmm. and my career. And it served me so well, um, you know, teaching not just um, the children um, or the teenagers and the parents about positive psychology, but really diving into using the practices and educating them about how to use it, which was amazing. Loved it. Extremely hard. People listening, teenagers are a different breed. I love them. Yeah. Um, We've all been one, but teaching a whole nother story. <laughs> you know, year nines are amazing and I love them. And that was um, during that time. And then, you know, that sort of morphed naturally into the corporate space. So then it was resilience and energy management, again, using the same sort of strategies in more of a corporate setting. So working with really big companies um, for a couple of years doing that. And then bombshell hit, I was pregnant Um We had my first son, which was amazing, but it completely changed the direction of my life and how I saw myself, how I viewed every single thing. It felt like I had spent 27 years creating this statue of who I was, who I thought I was using you know, I, well-being and mindfulness and positive psychology and brain and intellect, that was very much a part of who the core of who I thought I was. And when I became a mum, it felt like that statue just shattered. Oh my God, and I, totally it spent, I spent <laughs> I mean, a lot of time. I'm the exact same thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 as you said, you build up this career and you're like, I'm mm. going to have this amazing career, I'm going to do this, I'm going to yeah. do that, you know, I'm going to change all these, you know, lives yes. and, you know the direction you want to go and then you have a baby and you're like oh maybe I do want to be at home like oh it, it just it, changes the I lens that thought, you see the world you know 100%. and Julia knows now because exciting yes. news Julia do you want to share mid-podcast yes yeah, so I'm pregnant for the first time oh, 
Yay. <laughs> I've got a um, baby girl who's due in January. So oh, very excited. congrats. That is so exciting. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. My goodness. But yes, yeah, so I'll have to learn. Give me yes. a <laughs> Well, I hope I don't scare you off. It's literally the best thing in the world, but it yeah, is no, a okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So, yeah, so what I did was I started to pick, I tried to piece the life of my former self back together. I really did. Um, um, And, you know, things that I couldn't do before, I just thought as soon as I can, you know, stop breastfeeding or as soon as my baby grows up a little bit, then I can pick up exactly where I left off and start to do the same things that I did before. And I'll just add mum on my to-do list and everything will be fine. And then we had a little surprise pregnancy baby number two, and I was only five (laughs) months postpartum with the first one. So you can imagine it was a bit of a shock, a beautiful surprise, I must say, and it suits his personality 100%. (laughs) But it it was a real turning point of going, I can't piece this back together anymore. I just can't. Like it's shattered. And the moment that I don't think it was one specific moment, but over time it was like, Emily, you can't keep trying to fit your new self, your old, your new self into your old life. Because which is massive, like which is massive to come to terms with. Like I'm only coming to terms with it now after my yeah. second four years. Like yes. it's such a massive thing, especially when you're career driven and yes, you know, you are very confident in what you're doing. And then you have these two kids that just, you know, come along and yeah. it's like I've got to put them first and myself. How do I do that? Oh, 100%. So it was the moment that I allowed myself to grieve the loss of who I was, but I'd simultaneously be grateful for the life that I had. I think I really struggled with that because when I was sad that I wasn't who I was or sad that I wasn't being able to do the things that I wanted to do before, I felt guilty that I wasn't grateful for the life that I had, but it's the moment that I gave myself permission to both grieve and be in awe and grateful of my life was when everything really changed for me because becoming a mother, you see things, you feel things, you experience things that make you a completely different person. You evolve and human beings are meant to evolve. Like we're meant to grow. It's just this massive shift from who I thought I was into who I was meant to be. And so I wrote about it. I wrote about my experience and I, um, during the, you know, I decided that, okay, second baby's here. I decided that the corporate world wasn't going to suit the mother that I wanted to be. And I dove right into my own healing. And if I'm completely honest, it wasn't, it wasn't a choice. It was almost by force because I was struggling with two under two. My health had hit rock bottom. My mental health had hit rock bottom and I was really struggling. I was feeling really lonely. I was feeling really confused. I was feeling, you know, depressed. And I, and I don't want to say depressed in a slight, you know, a comment that I throw over the shoulder, but I really was, it was an awful time when I think about it. And So I was almost forced to get some help and to, you know, dive into my healing. And during that time I got um, a one-on-one coach for, um, for six months and I did, I became a somatic therapist. I did somatic therapy. Um, Yes. Thank you. Like breath work, um, inner child healing, womb healing, like, 
you fucking name it. Oh, can I swear on you? So I dove in and it was it was a really hard but beautiful time in my life and I wrote all about it. So I wrote it, I wrote my experience using, you know, essential somatics and somatic stuff in my book. And and I think you can really feel the evolution in the book that when you read it, is it's because my background is in the brain and and psychology, I think that's still really important hundred percent. And you can sort of really read about the importance of our mind and understanding how our brains work and the nervous system. And, and then it sort of morphs more into intuition and instinct and stuff that's more about your body and your wisdom that you actually are ingrained in you as well as the mental stuff. So when I define mental health or mental wellness, I'm not just talking about the quality of my thoughts because the more I learned and dove right into this, it was the, you know, I did, when I became a mum, those, those um, tools that I had weren't enough for me. I needed more than my mindset. I needed more than my mental health. I needed spiritual health. I needed to recognize that I have a body. I have a soul. I have a heart. I have a nervous system. And when I thought, you know, I'm more than my mindset. And when I started to do that work through my nervous system and everything like that, that's when things really became more sustainable change. So 100%. what I'm doing now to bring me to current current date is, um, you know, I, I own a health and wellness business and I coach others, um, other women to do the same, like work from home on their phones, promoting health and wellness um, products. And I also do, you know, speaking and stuff like that as well. And obviously, um, you know, selling the book. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Julia's, Julia's actually written a book as well. Um, amazing. I just can't even imagine writing a book myself. I've, <laughs> I have thought about it many times as I've had so many different changes in career paths in my life and I feel like it could be an amazing story. But I just, of I course. don't know. Of Like, Julia, yours is about growing up and entering into um, adulthood and um, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so I love what you're saying because I'm super similar to you. I I just have a big passion for mental health and like mindset. My mum was a yoga teacher for like majority of her life. So the breath work, love, love, love. Um, But yeah, this book was written from when I was like early 20s. So it was about kind of yeah, going into adulthood. So now that I'm in my 30s, I feel like it's a chapter closed now. But yeah, it's really, really good for sort of people that age to read when they're entering adulthood. Yeah. Oh, congrats. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's amazing. I've, I've read the first few chapters and she's written the whole book. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's hard to finish writing a book. Like I have ideas all the time, but like oh. to actually to finish it or like to keep going is probably the hardest part about being a writer. Oh my God, I felt the same. Yes. It was like I could write this book and edit this book for the rest of my life, but yes. I had to go, okay, <laughs> you need to give yourself a dead point and you need to accept it. that this is a snapshot in time. You could exactly. keep editing it as you evolve, but you just need yeah. to chill. Oh my God, I totally relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit, bit, bit about, um, so you're going back, are you still teaching secondary back and forth or is it completely? Um, no. So I haven't been back to that since my kids were born, really. My eldest is four now. So it's only just in the last couple of years that I'll do a day here and there Yeah. Um, because honestly, I love it. Like I love teenagers. I love being around them. I love listening to their 
funny conversations that make me laugh. Um, and it also helps like when I, when you work from home as well, like when you're a stay at home mum too, it's just nice to put some clean and clothes you've seen, on. Um, absolutely get out. Um, <laughs> and you see, as opposed to not going back so often, you know, you're not there every day. Um, yes. When you do go back and teach you, I'm sure you would see massive changes in the way they're talking to each other, communicating, you know, what's new, whether it be social media, what's the new app and, what the new arguments would it be about? Like, do you see the different changes every time you do go back? Yeah, for sure. I think it's always just interesting. And I think that's why I love it so much is because I'm sort of more really curious to get to know them. And they probably like, oh my God, Miss Ace is so annoying. Cause I'm like, what are you into? <laughs> and like, what'd you do on the weekend? And like, do you know what you want to do when you grow up? Like, I'm just like one of those just really interested and curious about them and, you know, getting to know them. And I love connecting with them on that level. So it's interesting, but yes. I think it's really important as well though, because, you know, having not just a teacher as such, some sort of little mentor that pops in and, um, you know, doesn't just care about their scores because, oh, 100%. Um, you know, we've all been there when we we're in, you know, year nine and 10 and it's all about the marks and where are you being, mm. you're late, you know, and having that little conversation I think is really important to, you know, brighten their day up sometimes as well because they feel like they're actually cared for at school. They're not just as a number. Um, yes. Because I feel like, you know, times are changing and you are just a number because the classes are so big and, um, you know, you're just going to school and that's it. So I think mm. it's amazing that you have that conversation with them when you are in the classroom and the sense of care, a little, only a tiny little remark makes a massive difference to oh, someone. So, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, great for it, Julia. Oh, no, I was just going to say as a mother, like as you both are mothers, like what's some advice that you would give me to sort of, I know you guys say you change or you're reborn when you're a mother. What would be your <laughs> best advice for someone who's going to be a new mother? <laughs> Go for it, Em. You've got two oh, and then that one, the, one on the way, so I'll speak second. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gosh, that is such a huge question and I feel like, um, <laughs> it's, you know, different for everyone. And even though I actually had a girlfriend say to me, this is before I was even pregnant, before I even had kids on my mind. And she had had a couple of, she had one at that stage. And she said to me, when you have kids, you'll feel alone, but just know you're never alone. And I was like, oh, okay, like whatever. And then that actually really, like I remember it, even though wow. it was years ago. We said it in a club, like drinking martinis <laughs> years ago. And I was like, I, it still sticks with me today. And I actually should tell her because she probably doesn't even remember it, her telling <laughs> that to me. But I felt really alone and I felt really confused. Yeah. Um, and to have someone say, you know, that you're not alone. Um, and sometimes it's just connecting that mind to your body, which I really felt too, is like, I knew I was loved. I knew I had a husband who cared for me. I had a twin sister who lived two minutes around the corner who loved me, but I didn't feel loved. I So my, my mindset was different to the way that I was feeling in my body. So the moment that I, you know, just started to do that nervous system work and the connection work, but, um, I love it. Like it is the yeah. best. It is honestly the best. Like my midwife said to me the other day, like, how are you feeling about labor? I'm just like, fuck yeah, bring it on. It's the best thing you will ever, ever, ever do. Um, and it's just, it changes you for the better and changes, changes hard, but it's always super worth it. Um, and I think that there is so 
you know, I would actually even say to you, read my book. <laughs> okay, I will. I definitely will. <laughs> because when I was going through that transition, I thought this is magic, but it's so hard. And I was like, no one is talking about this. Why is no one, why can I not find anyone having the same experience that I was? makes the situation so fluffy, you know, when you have a baby, like not everyone tells you the hard stuff, you know? Yeah, like no one was, so much of it was being, so much of the motherhood experience wasn't being spoken about. And Mm -hmm. my default was to try and find a book about it, but, or a podcast or something, but the podcast or the books were about either being pregnant or, or how to parent. And I'm like, no, but like I just needed someone to have the word that I didn't feel like I had my words and I wanted to grab every single mother by the shoulders and just look them dead in the eye and say, you are doing a fucking good job because this is hard and you are amazing and just bring us all together in that sense. So no two experiences are the same, but we are all united in the same that we are mums and we have birthed every single human, every single living human on this planet we have bought here. That is amazing. That is no small thing. You are a fucking powerhouse being a mum. You've got life inside of you, girlfriend. Like oh. you, you are the creator. Like you are the creator. You are amazing. So I would say read my book because it was something that I wish I had during that transition. Okay. Um, and you know, I'm just excited for you. It's the best oh, thing ever. I'm very excited and I love reading. So I'm going to go get your book straight away because I love yeah. reading. So. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Yeah, no, I think it's just like exactly, you know, you've just summed it all up. Like, you know, no one, you know, Violet's only three years old and three years ago there was no book about it. Like it was all about pretty much how to parent, how to put your baby to sleep at night, how to feed the baby, you know, nothing about like what to do for you. And I think, um, you know, you touched on it briefly, like having a supportive partner or a husband or whoever it may be, you know, it's honestly like a godsend. Like I've got an amazing mm. husband and I wouldn't have been able to do half the shit, um, mm. you know, that <laughs> I've been able to do for my mental health and for, you know, myself because I would have gone insane. Like if I hadn't have had him to, um, you know, say you need like go to the gym, I'll stay back or, you know, go out for the, you go for drinks, I'll stay home. You know, it's not every week, it's not every day. It's just like, you know, him like saying go for it instead of me just saying, trying to make myself having that supportive person with you. Yeah. I think, you know, has been amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always had confidence in myself. And it's just, but it's just having that second person be like, you are doing a great job. Like, don't forget that. Um, and you do forget that because (laughs) when the baby's screaming, like now I've got, you know, now you've got two, it's like, well, River's nine months old now. And it's like, now it's the jealousy thing. Who's going to get the most attention? And, (laughs) and Violet is never a good child when I've just got the both of them because she always wants full attention. So like by the end (laughs) of the day, you just like, I feel like I'm doing like the worst job in the world. Like, what am mm. I doing? Like, I mm. feel like I'm going to go insane. And, you know, when I take that one hour at night or in the morning or whatever time it may be in the day to go to the gym, which is like my main, you know, go to, I feel a million bucks when I get home. Like it's mm. even just been out of, you know, so I think just sitting down and watching a TV show once the kids go to bed instead of going to bed straight away just lets me just, 
come down to like that one level. Yeah. Um, because I did Having find your like own time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's just it's just so important. You know, I, you know, I found myself saying I never had enough time, but as hard as it is, you've really just got to diary that time out because you need it. Like you need that time for yourself, and um, yeah, it just it's hard, but we can do it. <laughs> We can do it. You guys are super mums, so well done. It's very impressive. <laughs> Thank you. You will too. You will too. I can't It'll come very quickly. I know. Um, only like less than six months to go now. Crazy. So going back to um, mums again, how, what are your, um, you know, when it comes to somatic therapy, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Um, mm. because I'm sure a lot of mums, well, I didn't know anything about somatic therapy before one of my best friends did training in it. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what that is and um, the healing, you know, can have upon someone and, yeah. Mm. So somatic therapy, just to sort of define it in my own words, soma means body and somatics like your body therapy. And I think I sort of touched on it briefly is my biggest struggle was all my strategies were mindset. All my strategies were brain. All my strategies were intellect, using my mind to change the state of my body. But understanding how the body works and how much how much wisdom is actually in the nervous system really changed everything for me. So I'll give you an example. Like imagine you're driving in your car and you're just having a shit day. Like kids are screaming. You had a fight with your partner on the way out. You've got to do kinder enrollments tomorrow before the cutoff goes. You've got to go to the supermarket. You're thinking, when are you going to do that? Because you don't want to go with the kids. Like you're having a bit of a shitty day and you're thinking really not very fun thoughts. Um, and then all of a sudden, Beyonce comes on the radio. Looking so <laughs> crazy. And what happens? What happens is you get straight out of your mind and you get into your body and you feel different. Mm -hmm. So, and then as soon as the song finishes, you might actually come up with a creative creative solution. Oh, I'm going to drop one kid off, you know, at the supermarket and just take one. Like you can't, you see things differently. And somatic therapy is understanding that your you know, we have meditation and we have visual visualization and things like that to use our mind to change the state of our body. That's actually what we have is neurons that go in bi-directional. So from our brains to our body and from our body to our brain. So using techniques like meditation and visualization, we actually only have 20% of our neurons that go in that direction from bot from brain to body. So if I'm trying to change my state using meditation, it might be example of, you know, relax my feet, relax my toes, relax, you know, you, you do a body scan and go that way. However, I was missing out on the other 80% of using my body to change my mindset. Wow. So, so things like music, things like dance, things like movement, yoga, cold therapy, actually using your body to change your mindset. Because I'll tell you one thing that I never knew that would have made my life a lot easier. If your body is a no, it's a no. Yeah. Your body is a no and your mind, even if your mind is a yes, but your body is a no, it's a no. So for example, you see a really hot babe at the bar and you're like, oh my God, he's so sexy. I really want to talk to him. I think we would resonate really well. What happens then? Your body starts to, your heart rate might 
start to increase. You might get like, you might start to clench your fists, (laughs) you know, and that is what stops you from going. Your mind might be like, I want to be there, but my body is saying no, it's usually a no. But what somatic therapy can do is it can actually train I have this nervous system flexibility training available on my website. It actually trains our bodies to go in and out of those states so that we're flexible. So that like when we feel that feeling of the sexy guy at the bar or we yell at our kids, we lose our temper, we can actually quickly come back into regulation and do it anyway and actually feel like I am so connected to myself that even if I do go over to the bar and he says he's, you know, it's, I get rejected. I still have such a deep sense of self-care and respect for myself that I'll be okay after that. So nervous system training is really about understanding the power of our bodies and how to do that. And my somatic therapy course was through Central Somatics and she's amazing on Instagram. I think she's just Central Somatics. And a lot of that was through dance and connecting to our bodies through dance and getting out of not so much dance, but like movement, movement of the hips. And um, you were saying yoga before, like um, ancient yogis really went into this philosophy and they felt like um, all of our emotions are stored in the hips. So if you, you know, rotate your hips, then it's really powerful for releasing emotions. And um, there was this, there's this lady that I learned a lot about. Her name was Bonnie. I can't think of her last name, but she was um, I'll have to get it for you because otherwise this story is just like pointless for your listeners being <laughs> even talking about. But she worked with babies and infants and worked out like these five key movements that all babies are born with that we don't teach. So for example, um reaching for something that they want. We don't teach babies to reach for something. They do that innately. Same with pushing something away. Same with surrendering and relaxing. Like if you hold a baby in your arms, it's actually a skill or something that they know is to soften their bodies and let you hold them. But as we get older and as life happens, things might happen like you couldn't soften your body or when you did soften, you fell or, you know, you weren't treated well or, you know, and you start to... Um, hold that wisdom in your body and you know your mind your mind might forget but your body will remember and there's that beautiful book um you know the body keeps the score that's what that's saying is when you grow up and you have those experiences your body will remember and so movement and somatic therapy can really help release that um and I've had experiences where I've been moving you know I've been doing an exercise with you know like my somatic movement or whatever. And then you just, it has this massive release. And I like, I was thinking about this, um, experience that I had, I was like uncontrollably shaking and I was crying. And I'm, and then afterwards I like felt a million dollars and I was like, I don't know what just happened. And I was talking to my mentor and who, you know, my somatic therapy trainer. And she was like, that was a release. And it really changed a lot for me in the way that I related to my partner, in the way that I, you know, really saw myself and I, it really deepened the relationship and the awareness I had of myself. And I think when we become mothers, it was my first real also experience of feeling 
like a little bit separate from my body because your body is someone else's. Like you're share, I'm sharing my body right now. <laughs> like I'm actually <laughs> yeah. sharing it. And it, you know, when you become pregnant, you almost look in the mirror and you're like, whose body is that? Because it is not mine. And then, <laughs> you know, sex is really important part of a marriage. And that was affected by the way that I felt, the who I felt I was in my body, how I felt that I looked in my body. Yeah. And central somatics and somatic therapy really brought me back to my body, helped me feel really sexy again, helped me feel really connected again. Um and this time around, like doing this work in between my pregnancies, like I had the first two and then I became a somatic therapist and now being pregnant again is I feel so different and I'm just reflecting on it now. I haven't even thought of it until this conversation, but just reflecting on it now, I just feel so much more connected to my body and more in love with what it can do and a little bit more appreciative than just sort of, you know, oh, it is what it is or, oh, this is a bit weird, like, you know, oh, I've got a lump there. Like, it's like with me, like when I got pregnant with River, the first time Mm. with Violet, I was really, I don't know, I just wasn't connected with my body at all. I just felt really Mm. blah and I was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm putting on all this weight and, you know, I just feel really bland. Like I just feel yuck all the time. And then when we moved to Bali, like, um, you know, I got in touch with a lot of amazing mentors when I was over there and, you know, I changed my mindset a lot. And then when I fell pregnant with River, I just, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. You just have this, like I exercised nearly the whole pregnancy with River. With Violet, I stopped um, because I felt like I had that power within to keep going because I was so confident in how I looked and how I felt. Mm. And mm-hmm. I really in- I feel like the second time I really embraced how I looked and felt when I was pregnant, like I didn't wear maternity clothes at all. I, you know, I would just buy, you know, Zara, with Zara, you know, a bigger size or whatever it may be. Um, you know, I would wear a bikini, not a one piece. And I think that connection is just so important and it does take a lot to get there. Like you said, like it is a journey, um, but allowing yourself to have that journey is just incredibly important because, the power that it has at the end mm. when you get there is just until you're mm. there, it's really hard to explain. I don't know if you feel yeah. the same, like, because for everyone, it's so different how you feel. Um, and I think the first time around too, when you, when like, I think it's pretty normal to be like, what is going on here? And, <laughs> you know, and you can't wear what you want to wear and you can't yeah. look the way that you want to look. And so it can be, it, it can be challenging the first time you go through it. But I think, like that experience then obviously sounds like we both, you know, second time and third time around, it made it easier perhaps. Yeah. But maybe it's just something you have to be go ahead through. of the game before. Just be ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> when, um, when are you actually due, Em? Um, the 8th of October. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. And do you know the gender or you keep No. So I've got two boys, obviously, and this will yeah. be, we kept those two a surprise and this will be a surprise oh, as well. So who knows? And I don't even have an inkling either. <laughs> so I can't even Is tell you. No. Like everyone says, you know, what do you feel? Yeah. Yes. No, oh, who well, knows? It'll be beautiful, whatever, whatever comes out. Yeah. Thank you. You're right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it'll be a whole nother ball game. Mm-hmm having three but I know honestly (laughs) I think it's it's more just like going back to the newborn stage and the no sleeping thing again it's um, a little newborn I'd rather a little newborn than a toddler that screams at me honestly I'll be like gosh 
babe, you know, my husband, you take the two and I'll, I'm happily, I'm happily sitting they here. They don't answer back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh amazing well what an incredible conversation it's been amazing having you on and I hope um to our listeners who are listening that you did get something out of today's podcast um we did cover a lot of basis um and I'll pop in the links as well um Em's book and all the things we referred to like the somatic therapist course um and what was the other one we referred to the um the body keeps the score was the book that i mentioned i don't know what else i spoke about <laughs> i don't know i'll find it and i'll put it in the yeah. notes <laughs> <laughs> and i'll also put m's instagram in the notes as well um definitely give her a follow she's got some amazing content um and shares some amazing daily things so definitely jump on that did you want to add anything else m today Oh, thank Any, you for having what was, me. What was what we'll end with one thing that um you know, with a mum going into teenagehood with their son yes. or daughter entering yes. that age, what's one little piece of advice that um, you know, just from teaching year nines, something that mm. just can help them, I suppose, get through it or communicate with their teenager a lot better. Mm. What's yeah, one mm. thing? Um, well, not speaking from ex- personal experience, but from working with a lot of um, teenagers and parents during that transition, is it's just it's a transition, and we go through, you know, mini deaths and rebirths all the time as mums. And I think entering teenagehood is another is another one, particularly <laughs> during that time, because they to understand who they are in the world, they, they want to distance themselves from you. Mm -hmm. So I would say have healthy people around like uncles and mentors that they can go to and grieve the part that they don't, they don't want to go to you anymore all the time. I actually had that thought today. I thought, geez, it's annoying because my kids are so all over me in my face all the time. And then I saw, you know, pick up today of like mums picking up their kids and they just don't, they're like, how is your day? Like, yeah. you know, and you just like, you know, I, yes, this period of my life is hard, but that's hard too. So it's just all about little mini transitions and, um, you know, community and having people around you who have, who you can have that conversation with or who have, have perhaps done it, you know, done it before. And um, I think is really helpful. But, yeah, um, oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And we covered that in one of our <laughs> last episodes, having that community and, you know, I'm not speaking from experience, but just when I have mentored teens and what I have seen, it's it's okay if they don't want to go to you. They may have, you know, as long as they have, it is sad if they don't want to go to you, but if they do, making sure that they do have someone that they can trust and rely and um, is there for them, that's all that matters as long as they have that incredible mentor. And my mum did the exact same at school. I didn't want to tell her anything, but she knew oh, that I always... Of course not. Heaven always, forbid you'd talk yeah. to your mother when you get home. God. And there is some, though. There's a lot of girlfriends that told their mum everything. I'm like, oh, my gosh, cringeworthy. Yes, but, yes. Um, yeah, she always knew that I spoke to my auntie. So I think it's just, you know, making sure that they have got someone they are speaking to and... Um, you know are mentoring them into the right direction it might not be Mm. the exact direction but as long as it's on the right path um, I think that's really important yeah thank you so much for talking to us today it's been a pleasure getting to know you oh and you too thank you I've had such a lovely time (laughs) thanks so much Erin good luck with everything with bugs and 
Yeah, we'll yeah. talk soon. Yeah, thank you. And you too. Thank All you. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Darker place to lose control. You're not alone.